Yes, Lee, you get the show on the road. Let's go. Inspiration Nation. Hello. Lee Kemp here for another week on the podcast. Sadly, without Ryan Boniface and even sadder with Jose Neuer. Jose, how are you doing? Thank you, Lee, for that lovely introduction. I'm, I'm here great. For, how are you? I always like to make sure that you feel loved. Thank you, Lee. You do I'm a good. very good I'm good as well. So Fabulous. I think it is my turn this week for a quote and a conversation. So what I've got for you? This is a bit start well, in fact there's like double nerdism going on with this, but it starts with a nerdy quote. This is from Michael Fassbender, the actor. Um, talking about the X-Men films, which is where the nerdiness comes in, and the quote is X-Men is not really about mutants, it's about humanity. I think it's about the human race. We're an absolutely destructive race. It seems that we can't seem to get beyond this level of tribalism that has been around for thousands of years. Anything we fear, we tend to destroy. So a cheery quote to start the day with. Yep. Um, tribalism yep. Okay. is the key word within that. That's what I want to talk about is tribalism. Okay. Um, and actually this... I wanted to look for a quote that fit with it, and that one jumped out to me because I enjoy a bit of. Just checking, none of our analytics are working. This is terrible. I was checking we're actually still live, but we are. So let's keep going. Let's keep going. <laughs> um, recently just finished watching. I don't know if you've seen it, Jose, but on BBC a. So it's game show is the right word for it. Game show slash reality show called The Traitors. No, I know you've been watching it, but I've been keep people keep telling me to watch it. My sister keeps telling me to watch it. Now you all keep telling me to watch it right now, I suspect, but no, I haven't watched it yet. I have heard of it. Yes, it's superb. We binged it in about three weeks. Um, is two... that the British version? Because it's Australia. Oh yeah, also... just, just the yes. British. I'm not going not going international on it. Just sticking with the British one. Okay, um, I'm sure they're all good as well, but. Um, yeah, I'll spend, I'll spend the rest of the year watching it otherwise, I think. Um, but the, the premise of the show is that there's a group of people, starts off with 22 people, and they're there, they, do, they all do challenges together, and these challenges build up a prize pot of money. But the twist is that three people within the group get chosen to be the traitors. Now, no one else knows who these are. Um, and the way it works is every night, effectively, the traitors decide they can bump one person out of the game. Um, and they do their challenges during the day. They then have this round table where between the whole group, they've got to try and decide who they think the traitors are. They vote for it and they banish someone out of the game, which hopefully is one of the traitors. But more often than not, it's not. Um, and then the traitors each night get to bump someone off. So there's lots of tactics and stuff going on how you do it. And basically, it whittles down to a small group. Um, and right at the end, they kind of have to decide, right, we think we've got rid of the traitors. We're the only people that's left. And if that's correct, they split the prize pot. If it's wrong, then the traitor or traitors that are left get to split the prize pot. Wow. And the bit, it's a, it's a really engaging show to watch. And it's really good. And people, you know, they're in it right there. So, they you know, they get very emotionally involved very, very quickly in what they're doing. But the thing about it that really stuck out to me and I thought was a talking point these were all just 22 strangers. They all come to meet each other. They're in very close quarters for a couple of weeks. And they all go in a room and say, look, would you would you be, they call the faithful, so one that aren't traitors, a faithful, would you be a traitor? And they all give their reasons why they think they've made good for one or the other. And then 
the show picks the three people they want to be the traitors. So the fact is, around that table, there will be a number of people who put their hand up and said, yeah, I think I'd be really good being a traitor. Um, sorry, I got, okay, dist- I got distracted by my phone. That's terribly unprofessional. Um, oh, did you, did you see that? Um but once once it's decided, they talk about the traitors as if they're a different species. Them, they, oh, they're just going to be laughing at us. Oh, it's awful. They, they're just going to be loving this when something's gone wrong. They, you know, really strong negative words because these people are labelled differently. They're labelled as a traitor. And it's it becomes quite fierce in this need to find... A, and even though, you know, it's, it's the only thing is people around the table will be them, but it's perfectly okay to, to presume these people are horrible and really underhanded and laughing at, you know, anything that goes wrong and everything else because they're different. They're the others. They're the other side of it. And I just, I've always had this fascination with our kind of ability to tribalise ourselves. And it's just really fast. Don't get me wrong. At the end of the game, when everyone leaves, they're always like, I've had a great time, made loads of good friends. There's no, there's no hard feelings. But while they're in the environment, this clear line that you either are or aren't, and it's fine to be almost dismissive of the people that aren't. Um, it's just perfectly acceptable, and I, and I don't, you know, I don't think that's unique to the show. I think that's what we do as people. Yeah. So, what's the learning, Lee? What what, what are you taking away from this? Then I what don't know. Say? It's more well, as an example again, because it's more of an observation, I suppose, than anything else. And it's, I suppose, it's a warning against in a way but I one time you'll probably you may or may not remember this but one time when we were working together Jose I was in an office and this office there was an office and then one that was off the back of it I'm not explaining it very well but you walk through one office to get to the other so there's like a dividing door between the middle of them now all these people work for the same company they all worked in the same department they all worked for me at the time but very quickly because some people sat on one side of the door and one people sat on the other side of the door there was a real clear divide and it was all right to be negative against the people from the other side of the door and suddenly group behaviors started getting attached to them by the other side and it's through nothing and if you knock down that wall chances are suddenly all that conversation would disappear but because they've been split very visually into two groups again that that barrier started to appear you see it's the same with football if you support a football team it's perfectly all right to hate someone who, who supports a different football team but if that person supported your team you'd be the best of mates the only thing that divides you is you wear a different badge on your chest mm. and i just i just think we I'd, and again i'm not you know i'm not going to give some great lesson that solves all of this but back to the same as with that quote we just have this i don't know like in, in it probably is a survival instinct that goes way way back to our kind of caveman days but we just have this innate ability to attach ourselves to a group and then fiercely and i would say defend because it's normally defend that starts these things rather than just being aggressive but the fact is that when you're being defensive someone blinks first and becomes the aggressor and it kind of starts a chain of events yeah yeah i'll just ask because the learner because you've given quite a lot of quotes or not quite sorry circumstances where people almost like turn each other and almost like dehumanize each other that's it that's a very good word for it yeah, because that, that's, I think, what we can do. And 
In fact, you're saying about the different teams. I had a manager once who supported a different team that I liked. And we actually got a friend of ours who likes a different team, <laughs> right? But we look past that, don't we? We look past yeah. that. Um, in fact, when our managers, you know, managers that I had actually supported Arsenal, right? And, and but there's, you know, when we're in the office, it's absolutely fine. But actually, I've never, I've never really held that tribalism um, myself. I, I, I suppose because I'm not, I don't know why, but I don't really get driven by that. Um, so, but I get it. And I see it, you see it, it's, it's definitely undoubtable. I think what you said is absolutely right. You know, when you see football games and stuff like that, you definitely see it. And it, it's like, okay, to sort of, you know, not, not like the other side. But going back to what you said, there's, there, there's a film called Arrival. I don't know if you've seen that. Um, I don't think so. I'm going to do a quiet little Google off the side of the screen here. Yeah, it's a, and actually, yeah, maybe you can check it for me. Cause it's been a bit of a while since I've seen it, but what it is about is about these aliens that arrive on, in, on Earth. And humans instinctively think that they are evil. So, or up to bad things. So the first thing we do is we end up trying to, if I remember rightly, try and destroy them, right? That's their intention is not to destroy. So what you said earlier about fear drives this, you know, fear drives this innate thing to, to, to sort of, you know, fight, I suppose, and instigate tribalism is something we have to think about, isn't it? I think this is something we really have to think about and be careful about. Um, I even think sometimes, you know, when we think about the world and, and all the wars that are going on right now, I think if an alien species suddenly appeared on the, on the outskirts of space, I think you'd find that humans would band together against the other race, right? If it was that they were yes. going to attack and... You'd find that all the sort fact, of um, yeah, all our differences would disappear. In would a disappear because because Earth would be under attack, and that means everybody's under threat. And I don't see why we can't see that now, right? Because going back to our age age thing of AI, right? There's this great guy um, I can't remember his name, but he was at Google, and he goes around talking about AI, and he talks about that AI is like the alien. Like, literally, it's on its way, <laughs> you know, and um, yeah. what are we going to do? Because, you know, obviously, people are training AI and stuff like that. But ultimately, this, this AI, in the long term, is literally going to be smarter, quicker than us. In the end, that's what they're saying. So what are we going to do with that? You know, because literally, they explain that AI is going to be so fast this is the uh, a prediction. It's going to be so quick and so fast, so intelligent that we're going to be like trees. And it's like, like the humans are being trees. Oh, we're all right. We'll, we'll be okay. We're, we're, we're solid. We're trees, right? We've got no worries. But hang on. And when humans come along, we just, we're humans. We come along. We come with chainsaws, chop down the trees. That was the analogy, right? So I think, you know, when we're thinking of AI, you know, this is why they say treat AI kindly because yes. it's actually learning from what we are saying. And so going back to this tribalism, if, if, it go, if, if AI goes on the internet and starts, you know, looking at the things like we attack things and we become tribalism, well, what's to stop AI doing that? And I think we've got to learn lessons from that uh, quickly because what we don't want is AI doing that. Some. So going back to this whole thing, I think we can learn right now. Why don't, why can't we use this podcast episode to sort of encourage people to stop this tribalism? And to really start to break down some barriers and you know if you recognize that that like lee said 
there's that wall in the office and then people are starting to think oh it's okay to you know not dehumanize but not, not be so nice or maybe some sort of dehumanizing goes on maybe let's think about that let's reflect on that and let's not do that and let's yes. let's reach out in fact in my place of work at the minute we've we're running a load of coaching that's going on at the minute and i've developed a community so to break down the silo silos it's not not really that many silos but to break out that almost that almost like that virtual where people work in their own departments right so it's not necessarily a physical but it's like a it's like a, just a department right your department so there's other departments so i basically get people in this community that talk to each other and it doesn't matter what department you're in you can still contribute to the community and you're part of one team and we just together and i think that's really important um so we don't do that tribalism thing because it can happen in all sorts of ways kind of like you said so i think this is a really really important point what you're saying is that we've got to be really wary of you know our assumptions of other people like you said in the traitors going back to your very 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 first point lee about the assumptions of the traitors right in the game they assumed that they were very not very good nice people yes but when they come out it's all good because they're in the moment i haven't seen it myself and i am going to watch it it's definitely worth watching you are literally you are literally i say third person has said this to me so i've got to watch it but I think you've made a really good point. When we when fear is triggered, we tend to, you know, it tends to be that dehumanizing, whatever you want to call it, you know, thing that we, because the fear drives those behaviors, we tend to, you know, we tend to group and then become tribal, which I think is is a thing. And we've got to be careful of that. Because actually we're all part of the same race, right? And we're all trying to, you know, we should be all trying to make the world a better place. Like, as I say, you know, in the previous episode, we talked about, Apollo and Carl Weathers, you know, the character of Apollo, you know, he talked about making a difference. Well, we can make a difference every day. If we see this going on, we can make a difference to bridge the gap. And that's what I'd say on this. And uh, so I think every day through our smallest of actions, we can do that every day with each other. Let's find that. Yes. And I think that's, that's the takeaway, Joe. Um, not saying I'm doing my takeaways now, but the, the takeaways is is that, and I am. There's bits of this I, I try and do this because it, it is it's an instinct I'm very aware of, and if I feel like someone's attacking me or doing something different or doing something that conflicts with my interests, if that's the right word, I am trying to challenge myself. Not saying I always do well with it, but to think right, what's their perspective? What do they think I'm doing that they're defending back against and seeing if I can try and use that to then tailor how I respond and do things and hopefully remove any of that thought to want to be defensive. Cause I think that's, that's the goal. If you, if you can remove that fear, then people's intentions become a lot more honest and genuine. They're not saying they're dishonest and disingenuous, but they're coming from a place of defense rather than a place of openness and I think the more you can get rid of that fear, the better it is. So again, I'm not, that's something I think I'm really going to push myself on this year to try and think about that more. Well, I just wanted to sort of reference something. Where the hell did I put it? Whoa, so, look at these words from Jose. So this book here. Love it. One oh, of my one? favorites, The Chimp Paradox by Professor right, well, Steve Peters. Yeah, so it, it talks about the amygdala, doesn't it? And that's what's triggered, you know, when you get that fear response. It, it, it's that fight or flight, right? Yeah. And that's what we've got to, got to avoid. So my tactic for doing this, and, I, and I've, I've, I've still got to practice myself like you, I still find this hard. When someone challenges, the best thing is to talk, lean into that. 
and to say, you know, talk to you about that. Like, you know, if they say, well, I don't agree with that or whatever, or I, I, what, what are you talking about? You know, instead of responding in kind, why don't we say, well, talk to you about that. What, what do you mean? And then we can try and see it from the other person's perspective. It doesn't mean we're going to necessarily agree. But you get a bit more. What we're trying just to understand yeah. where what, where they're coming from in it, because actually they might have a point and they might not have a point. But let's be open to not counter with the same energy and actually be curious about why they hold that different point of view to get to because there might be something going on that we don't know about, which is triggering that, and it's something yes. to explore, right? It does take patience though, and it takes that awareness in the moment, which is difficult because if we're getting triggered through the amygdala, like we've got that fight or flight response, it's quite challenging to do that in the moment, especially when it gets something done or there's pressure on it, you know, it's hard, but if we can remember that. I think that's a really powerful point. So just ask the person, I'll talk, what, what, what made, what made you, what, what's made that happen? You know, ask them, you know, in their, whatever word it is, however it shows up. I know you don't agree with that. We'll talk to you about what, what's the reason for that rather than us responding in an emotional way. And then we're just triggering each other's amygdalas and fighting and, or one of us says, well, I'm leaving now. Right? You know, we're, we're moving away, right? Can we hold the space and actually be, we still be emotional. We're just trying to, um, what's the word where you're trying to manage your emotions? I can't remember the word of it, but you're trying to, um, I can't remember the word of it, but you're trying to sort of acknowledge your emotion, but you're not, you're not being triggered by it. Yeah. You're trying to manage it. I can't remember the word is. Yeah it'll come to me probably later but i think that's important because if we can do that individually in everyday meetings through through human contact we can spread that and that can happen in for you know individuals for families for you know countries and then you know the world right if we can just do those small things you know as you said the butterfly effect we can yes. do those small things every day and just make those things it's like for instance this podcast talking about it and bringing it out into the open can you know anyone on this podcast listen to the podcast can you do that can you try that rather than you know you know fighting or, or running away can we hold the room and can we hold the conversation to try and have to understand and going back to this book here as well um stephen Covey's book which you were talking about lee actually inadvertently i don't know if you meant to the book but First, seek to understand before being understood. Like to ask some questions, find out what's driving it. You know, is it fear? Can you lay the fear? Whatever it is, because the fear thing is the thing that drives a lot of us. You know, it drives a lot of in interesting behaviours. Right? Sometimes they're quite destructive. So, let's see if we can catch them early and try and work together. And I like this thing. I think this has been really, really good. Really good. That's my. The, uh, the signal's a bit glitchy tonight. You can for a second there. Hopefully, it all sounds good on the podcast and you're thinking, what the hell's Lee talking about? And if not, I've just qualified a few little glitches there, but you kind of went, you sounded a bit max headroom for a second there. Oh, did I? Oh, because you, you glitched a little bit. I don't know if it's your mind or my end. I don't know, but we'll find out. Yes. We'll find out. Can I get some shout outs? You absolutely can. And then I'll do some shilling and we'll do some takeaways. Uh, do you know something? I don't know, but I've got. I don't know. Can you look at the? Uh, have you got the old ticker ticker on it? I do. What am I looking for? I don't know, but I've got. Um, I've got. I've got. A, <laughs> I don't know. What I can say I've got seven seven two seven 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 two. I haven't got. I don't know. It's anything to do with you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit of a rhyme, <laughs> but it, but this is a mine. Invite his guest. I don't know if you know the one I'm talking about on the TikTok. But anyway. Um, but I just want to say some shout outs. Hey, hey, Charlie, welcome. 
um, welcome to the podcast. And someone liked this as well. Um, John, thank you for liking the live, by the way. That's fantastic. Really appreciate you for liking. Please feel free to ask a question if you want to ask a question. Um, we will absolutely look at that for you. But yeah, I uh, just want to give some shout outs. So it's brilliant. We've had some good, good liking going on this. If you continue to, don't forget to keep continue to like that like button on TikTok. We need to get this out there for more and more people. Brilliant. Yeah, anyway. There you go. Right. TikTok's going on. I had to close my screen, so we maybe we'll talk about that one when we hit the stop button, Jose, that you saw on the screen because I couldn't see it. Absolutely. Oh, I always see. Oh, now you're liking it, Lee. I'm just getting the likes <laughs> up, but that's I'm only on a fraction of the likes today. We appreciate everyone on there. And in fact, just search Jose Noya Inspiration Nation. Follow him on both TikTok and YouTube, and you will get notified when we are going live each and every week. Um, and you can get involved with the show, throw some likes, ask some questions, whatever it is that you want to do. Follow the show as well on um, X at listen to and listen T-O-I-N and head over to inspirationnation.org.uk, which is our site. Full archive there, nearly five years worth of content going on audio and video. Sign up for a newsletter, get some merch t-shirts. Joe is modeling one in the background if you are watching on YouTube or TikTok right now. Oh, and he's wearing his hoodie as well. Loads of that good stuff all over there at inspirationnation.org. You could, you could work on like, is it QVC? Is that what the old shopping channel is? <laughs> is that right? You yeah. could work on QVC. I'm just trying to, oh, you'd be brilliant for it. Trying to do both. And it's for everyone who's stuck this long, you must like what we're doing. Just wherever you are listening, hit five stars, leave a review. Most importantly, tell friends and family, get other people listening. We really appreciate you supporting what we do here at Inspiration Nation. Right, Jose, what is your takeaway for this week? So I think I've given a shout out to Charlie. Charlie's been liking the live, so thank you, Charlie. Thank you, Charlie. Appreciate it. Feel free to ask. That's Charlie Russell 715, to be very precise there. What's my big takeaway? My big takeaway, you know, it's for myself as much as everybody else, is not to react in the moment and to ask some powerful questions to decharge that um, that amygdala. Right? That's going to be my my go-to to try and manage those emotions and not respond uh, in a fearful way to you know to things that I might get feel challenged on. That's mine. And my, mine is very similar, but I won't sound as smart as you when I say it. And it's something you said that resonates me from Stephen Covey book, which is don't answer with the same energy. That's going to be, that's the thing I want to stick in my head is when I'm challenged. Don't, don't give that back. That Love is that. my yeah. takeaway. Love that. Love that. Love that. Very, very good. Yeah, don't worry is, about what badge you're wearing. It's all circumstantial. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, let's not go with the badges, right? That might be, yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with you. In fact, I was doing that today, actually, when people are saying, they're saying, your position's irrelevant. It's your behaviours that makes it. So, 100%. You know, I love, love that. that. That that for me is, a, is is so important to get across because someone gets so wrapped up in the titles that the titles don't don't get wrapped up in the titles because it's not about the titles, do it? It's about the behaviour. And Lee, you just coined it beautifully there about how we can start to you know, encourage our own behaviors to, to change the change the way this all works and you know eventually the world let's make this world a better place to live in which would be fantastic right let's not dehumanize and let's really humanize the conversation which i would say absolutely and on that inspirational note we will be back again next week but it will count us down for now three two one inspiration nation inspiration nation catch you guys later <laughs>